This morning, we're just going to continue. We're going to have um, Michael and the, and the worship team join us just in a few moments. But one of the things that we're sensing in leadership as we meet with our pastoral team and so I meet with Michael each week and our team just to determine where we're going as a church. We feel like God is really calling us to create space in our lives for him. I think that's probably a great way to, to describe maybe what we're feeling. And I know that's true in my own life. I know that's true of our staff and our team that we're just saying, God, we, we're hungry for you. We want more of you. And so we felt today that a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the heart of worship and we thought today we want to just get back in that zone, the heart of worship part two. So we're going to be looking together at, at what it means to, to be a worshiping people. I'm going to share a few things with you in a few moments, but this morning, what I really thought about was uh, how God is calling us to that place of creating space for him, and we're going to dedicate some more time in this service for worship. And Two weeks ago, we looked at Psalm 95, and so this morning, we're going to be looking together at Psalm 96. And these psalms are, are about calling the people of God to worship him. And the thought and kind of the, the phrase that really jumped out at me in this psalm is that we are to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And so we're going to look at what that means and, and how we can this morning uh, just press into God and press into the Holy Spirit and, and have him show us what it means to be worshipers in a way that we would bring glory to Jesus, more glory to Jesus through our lives and in our lives. You know, I believe that a church that is on fire, a church that is, that is fulfilling its mission is a worshiping church fundamentally. That the primary place uh, of, of what we should be about as we gather as God's people is being in God's presence. And that's why we gather. We gather not just to, you know, bring everybody together and, and give you a little pep talk, but we gather together to encounter God every Sunday. And I hope that you come hungry, and I know many of you have come here this morning because you're hungry for more of God, and that's why we, we gather to worship, and in his presence, we experience God in a supernatural way. Scripture talks about how God, he somehow supernaturally, he, he dwells in the praises of his people, and, and Jesus talked about, you know, we're two or three gathered, he's there, and there's, there's, a, there's a presence of God as we gather together that that the supernatural is, is, is about to bust loose, that the kingdom of God, that we, we say, let your kingdom come and let your will be done. And, and supernatural things take place in our lives as we worship God. But we don't just worship God to get, we worship him for who he is. And we worship him with a heart of, of, of longing to know who he is, his character. A heart that is positioned for him. You know, one of the things that is happening, as I mentioned in, in our team and just in our church right now, is a real drawing of the Holy Spirit. This past uh, Wednesday, or Tuesday rather, we gather each week on Tuesday as a staff. And once a month, we pull all of our staff together, part-time, full-time. And typically our meeting is a little bit of praise and worship. We maybe have a little prayer time and some updates and some technical things that are taking place in the church just to be aware of as a team and some communications and and often we'll celebrate birthdays, whoever's birthdays that month, and it's our monthly kind of all-staff meeting. And, and uh, Shane Penny leads that, that meeting for us, and he was leading it this week. And, and uh, this week he just felt like, you know, I just feel like we need to go a different direction. So he gave us some high-level things that were that are coming up. And, and so Michael led some worship, and then we just moved into a time of waiting on God together as a staff and as a team. And we begin to worship God, and we begin to pray for each other. And 
And uh, God just began to move powerfully in our time where we were praying over each other and encouraging each other and prophesying over each other and encountering in a real way in the middle of a Tuesday afternoon uh, the, the living God in a, in a fresh way. And we just felt like our hearts were drawn to that this particular week. And we feel that is, is an overarching theme, that God is calling us to himself. It's, it's above and beyond anything we ever do. Uh, it's about being. It's about being in his presence, and it's about encountering him in a real way in our lives. And it's the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit draws us to, to Jesus. He draws us to himself. And so we're sensing as a team and as a leadership a fresh drawing of the Holy Spirit. And so this morning, we're going to worship just in a few moments. We're going to have a time of ministry and a time of prayer. But we're going to look together at Psalm 96 and look a little bit deeper into this idea of the worshiping the Lord and the beauty of holiness. This Psalm 96 is about proclaiming the goodness of God, not only to the people of God, but to the nations, to, to everybody. That as we become a worshiping people, that we would become full of God in such a fresh way that everybody in our city is going to encounter his presence. Worship should not be contained to this building. But worship needs to flow. And I believe what the Spirit wants to do is he wants to, he wants to free us in, in, in freedom. And, and he wants to reveal himself to us today in a fresh way, each one of us personally and as a church, that we would get a fresh revelation of who he is so that we would become worshipers at another level. And that the worship of God would not be contained to our building or our organized meetings, but that we would declare the worship of God wherever we go in this city. I feel like God wants to do something supernaturally in us today in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I was a kid in Sunday school, and I remember this craft that we did, and it was about blowing up healing them balloons. And the Sunday school teacher had us write out scripture verses, and we shoved the scripture verse inside the helium balloon, then we'd tie up the balloon. And I didn't know what we were doing. I just knew we were doing, for some reason, somebody forgot to communicate this to me. But we were filling up, script, putting scripture verses in helium balloons, tying them, and then we would just let them go, and they would just hang up on the ceiling. So there was, I don't know, like 50 or 80 or 100 balloons that were on the ceiling of the Sunday school room. And once we filled up all the balloons, the teacher said, all right, everybody grab a few balloons. We're going to go outside now. And so... We went outside. She says, what we're going to do, we're going to pray. And on the count of three, we're going to let these balloons go up. And then when they pop, the scripture verse is going to fall down. And somebody's going to find a Bible verse. And we're going to pray that people will get saved. So that's how you witnessed in the 80s, I guess. That's, that was before all the environmentalists as well, those poor seagulls that got, you know, the, the balloon. And they met Jesus really quickly, didn't they? <laughs> you know. So, I mean, you just, you just wouldn't do that today. You'd be on the front page of the news, you know, church, like completely against the environment, you know, haters or whatever, environment haters, you know. So we would never do that anymore. But back in the day, we did that. But I remember what happened. It was I realized finally the point of this exercise was not that the balloons would just hit the top of the ceiling, but that the balloons would be released into the atmosphere and that they would be able to go and to minister to people all over the globe. It was quite a thought. I remember seeing those balloons just rise up out of the sky and wondering, as a kid, I wonder who's going to find that scripture verse that I wrote out. I wonder who's going to come to Jesus. And it was a neat opportunity just to share with kids how, as we live our lives, it's not about being contained in a building. 
And as we are worshipers, as we worship God with our lives, it's not about being contained in this building on a Sunday morning. It's about us being worshipers that the whole world would know. And that's what Psalm 96 is all about, is that the whole world would know. It's declaring who God is. It's proclaiming him. It says this, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. It's about singing a new song. In other words, new affections of our heart. As we gather together, we may sing some of the same lyrics each Sunday, but oh, that it would be fresh, that it would be a new expression, a new song. Or as we go throughout our day, as we go throughout our week, that we would be people that would be mindful of the presence of God, that we would lean into the presence of God, that we would say, God, I want to experience something fresh and and to sing a new song to the Lord, new expressions, new passion, And in Jewish liturgy, if you saw something two times in Scripture, it was very important. If it was three times, it was was monumentally important. And so the psalmist says, sing, sing, sing to the Lord. And let that praise well up from within you. And then it says, proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among the people. You see, again, worship is not to be contained in a building, but for the people. There's a declaration to the people. And for the Lord is great. He's greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. That word there is worthless. And if we are pursuing anything in our lives other than Yahweh, God Almighty, the Lord, they are worthless pursuits. They are idols. But the Lord made the heavens honor Majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give. Now watch this. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Again, that pattern of three. Give, give, give. And that is the heart of a worshiper, that I am giving to the Lord. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worshiping God is about giving of ourselves giving our hearts, giving our affection, giving our time, giving our talent, giving everything we are to God because of everything he has done for us. He first loved us and he gave himself for us. And so our response as worshipers is to give, give, give. Oh, worship the Lord. Now watch this. Here it is in verse nine. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. This phrase we see four times in the scriptures, twice in Psalms and twice in the Chronicles. We say, oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now, it sounds very uh, beautiful, and we, we're not even maybe sure quite what it means, and, but it's really about the beauty of his holiness. Beauty is that God is so beautiful. He is absolutely magnificent. That It's about splendor and majesty. And so as we worship God, that we would see him and understand that he is beautiful. He is, he is magnificent. And as we worship him in the beauty of that, that revelation, then it's also holiness. And holiness is about being set apart. That's really what it means. And sometimes we get an idea of holiness that to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness means that I have to get my life all cleaned up before I could worship God. But really it's about a heart position before him. It's a heart that says, God, you are holy. It's, it's about worshiping him in the beauty of his holiness, who he is. He is set apart. He is God. He is so much greater and better than anything we could ever comprehend. He is God. 
And it's about worshiping him in the beauty of that. It's a heart position that says, God, I know that I need you desperately. And Lord, I need a fresh revelation. You see, because I really believe that a key part of worshiping the Lord in the beauty of his holiness is this. It's us getting a fresh revelation of who he is in our lives. The angels around the throne, they worship holy, holy, holy. And it just goes on and on and on. And when you read that, you think, well, these angels, do they ever get tired? You know, do they ever go for a coffee break? They're like, all right, Gabriel, I'm going to do a couple more holies and I'm going to go down to Timmy's, you know, and I'll be back in 15 minutes. Like, you just wonder, like, that's all they do. They say, holy, holy, holy. But I believe it's because as they're in the presence of God, that as they say, holy, they say, holy, and they say, holy, all of a sudden they're about to quit and say, okay, I'm going to take a break. And all of a sudden they get a fresh revelation of who God is. And they're like, they cannot help themselves but to say, holy, holy, holy. And it goes on and on and on because as they're in God's presence, they're overwhelmed at the revelation of who he is. I believe as we are called to be worshipers of the Lord in the beauty of holiness, it's about us getting a fresh revelation of who he is in our lives. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to do that today in our lives and in our church, that we would worship him in the beauty of holiness. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back at this time. And we're going to dedicate the rest of our time together this morning uh, to be in worship. Uh, Somebody had a word in the first service about freedom and celebration being on the house and in the worship, that the words that the Lord, very trusted uh, man of God, that I know, and he came up, he said, I really feel like the Lord just spoke freedom and celebration. And so we're going to move into a time of worship again. And as we do this morning, we're going to ask God to bring fresh revelation. I think that's been my prayer. I just know that God is doing something fresh in our church and in our leadership. And I know I've shared with a few people lately, God's doing something fresh in me. God, you know, praise God, you know, thank you for praying for me. And I just feel that God is doing something fresh in my heart. And, and one of the ways I know it is that I believe in setting time aside, you know, to, to be in prayer and things like that and get busy. And, but I'm, I'm human like you and we get busy. And, and sometimes I'm lazy like you and I get out of habit. And, and I don't spend the time in God's presence that I need to and because of all the other urgent things that come and the busyness of life. And then I kind of get myself back on track and then I'm like, okay, I got to get you know some more prayer time this week. And then I kind of get out of that and I get back in. Listen, we all struggle. We all walk through all kinds of things in life. And, and so this is not a guilt trip or a condemnation. This is not like, wow, look at that pastor. He just spends hours with God every week. And You know, sometimes I do. Some weeks I I feel like I'm more in the zone and in the pocket. And other times I'm just like, just like, man, I just, I'm hungry for more time with the Lord. But you know, one of the things that God's been doing in me, and this is one of the ways I know that he's really moving by his spirit, he's drawing me, is I'm looking at my calendar now over the last couple of weeks and I'm looking at my calendar. And one of the first things that pops into my mind is, okay, about three o'clock, I've got about half an hour. Man, I can just go to my office and close the door, just be with the Lord. Oh, man, I got about a little window right over here. I, I, man, I, okay, I can't wait. I'm planning now just to be with the Lord, just to be in his presence. What's happening, and this is not anything else I can explain to you except for this is the work of the Holy Spirit in me. And he's calling me. He's drawing me to himself. And as I'm meeting with him, he's, he's giving me fresh revelation of who he is. And it's like, it's contagious. It's like, I can't, well, not wait. Because what he showed me last time about himself and, 
And this is fairly new for me, some of this stuff. I've had seasons of personal revival in my life in different ways, but God's just doing something in me. He's doing something in our staff, and I believe he's doing something in our church. And so I think, yeah, praise God, you know. Thank you, Lord. And and I, I don't want anybody to feel in any way condemnation if you're out of the habit of, you know, worship or prayer or devotions. I'm not, I am not trying to brag to you. God knows how needy I am of, of his love and his grace and his, his goodness in my life. I've, I've made mistakes. I've failed. And just like all of us, we, we're, we're human. We, we, we need God so desperately. <laughs> and I, I don't even pretend to have it all together, I'll tell you right now. But I do know that God is drawing me deeper and closer to him. And my prayer has been, as I was praying for this service today in our church, that God, you would keep revealing Jesus and the beauty of his holiness, that we would just get hungry to know your beauty, to know your holiness. It's not our righteousness, it's his righteousness. It's his holiness. And if you're here today and you feel guilted out or condemned, Jesus wants to set you free by revealing who he is. That woman who had the, the, the bleeding in, in the gospels and she pushed through the crowd and she'd reached out, she just touched the hem of Jesus' garment. She spent all her money on doctors and trying to fix her life and all these things. And she just reached out, just touched just the end of his robe. And when she just reached out, the virtue flowed through Jesus and she received wholeness. And she became a worshiper then, watch this, in the beauty of holiness. Because the beauty of holiness is when we encounter his holiness, his beauty. And the virtue flows and it touches us. And it changes us. And so we need the virtue of Jesus to flow and his anointing just to touch our church and empower us that we would be worshipers declaring it to the city, to the world. And so if you're hungry for the virtue of Jesus to flow through you today, to bring holiness, wholeness, healing, grace, encouragement, strength, power, it's not your works of righteousness that will ever get you or me anywhere but it's a fresh revelation saying, Holy Spirit, I invite you. Just keep, keep drawing me. This is what the work of the Spirit is all about. That's why as a church, we are a church that is very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Some people say, well, are you a seeker-sensitive church? Uh, no, but we really want people to know Jesus. We are first and foremost a Spirit-sensitive church. We want to be sensitive to the Word of God, the voice of God, the leading of the Spirit, the, the, the power of the Spirit. But listen to this. But we are very seeker aware in the sense that we want lost people to know Jesus. If we're just about us, we missed it. So the purpose of us being spirit sensitive and creating room in a service like today is that we would say, Holy Spirit, reveal the beauty of holiness to me, who you are, your character, that I would worship you Lord, and my worship would go beyond this building at 11 o'clock on a Sunday. That my worship would, I would be worshiping you and, and Lord, you'd be able to just do something in me and through me that would, as people would find the beauty of God through my life, through my influence, that it would literally drop and land like rain. That the word of God would land and people would say, I'm so glad that person didn't contain their worship for a building or for a form or for a religious experience. But that person became a worshiper and understood and got the revelation, got the revelation of the beauty of holiness. That he's the one that makes us holy. 
And so we're just going to turn over the rest of this time this morning to, uh, to worship. And we sang a song right at the very start. And it says, Spirit, move. Uh, I feel it in my bones that you're about to move. So we're just going to kind of, it's, we usually dismiss around 20, 25 after. It's not even noon yet. So we're just going to open up the, the time and we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit just to reveal himself to me or, and to you. I just invite you to stand together and let's let's reach out and let's pray. Just go ahead and begin to pour out your heart to God today if you're hungry for more of the Holy Spirit in your life. God, we want to be sensitive to you and who you are and what you're doing and how you're calling us. And God, we want to be aligned with you. We want to we want to be worshipers, God, that as we worship you, we worship you with our whole lives laid down. It's not just an experience on a Sunday morning. It's just We want to fulfill everything you have for us, God. We want to fulfill everything you have for our families, everything you have for our children, everything you have for our businesses, everything you have for this city, for this church. We want to see the full fulfillment of God upon the people of God. We're not going to hold back. We're not going to get shy. We're not going to get, you know, boxed in by by the past, or we're going to let the hurt and the pain of the past be healed. We're going to be like that woman. And Lord, if all we can do, if we can't even grab a hold of you this morning, what we can do is we can reach out and we can just touch the edge of you. Even if we can just reach out to the edge of you today. Even if we can just reach out and just touch you at all. We ask you, Lord, that you would make us whole then. And you would reveal yourself and your virtue would flow through your people. God, that we would be worshipers. To worship you in the beauty of holiness. God, let worship flow from this house, God. Let worship just go all over this city, God. That the praise of God, the glory of God, the declaration of who you are. God, we're not going to live our lives hidden, our light under a, a box. God, we want to let the light shine. God, raise us up to be a city on the hill. Oh, God, give us boldness and fire. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's worship God together and then we'll see where it goes.